0: Welcome back. Once again, it's another week of college football in the books, and we are here in the South End Zone. I'm your host tonight, Eric Mulher, and I am hosting uh, because Jason is not well. If you're listening on pod, I assure you it's him speaking, even though it doesn't sound like it. Jason, I would ask how you're doing, but I already know. Uh, So fill the listeners in on how your weekend went.
1: Oh, man, it it wasn't bad. I I sound like I'm talking through a straw, but ultimately – like, I, it's one of those where I don't feel completely like ass anywhere on my body other than my head, you know, mm. where I, my head feels like it weighs 50 pounds and I've got nasal pressure and all that bullshit. Nobody cares. But other than that, man, I'm doing fucking fantastic. It was a, uh, Just monumentally good weekend of college football. So many crazy games, just fun games to watch. Uh, Last second finishes. We'll talk about some of those. It was just, man, like just when you think it can't get any better, it just continues to get more and more compelling and interesting.
0: Yeah, and it's only probably going to get more compelling as we go forward with conference championship weekend coming up. But uh, sticking with this weekend, flurry of activity today. Uh, Recording this on (laughs) Sunday, the 26th. So I guess uh, we'll start with Michigan State. Uh, Yesterday, they officially named Jonathan Smith of Oregon State as their next head football coach, replacing the fired for cause mel tucker um personally i i like it i I think there's a handful of things that need to you know michigan state is not going to be an overnight rebuild and i think one thing jonathan jonathan smith has shown at oregon state is he can he can build a place up and in theory we will have more resources to do so at michigan state even though he is he will be playing in likely a, a tougher conference with the addition of the four new teams but uh He's got his work cut out for him, but I personally think they did a pretty good job here.
1: Well, he'll the key the key word is he'll be playing in a conference. Uh, Right. That's that's number one, but number two, I I don't necessarily love the hire for Smith. Like I think it's great for Michigan State. I think that guy's a hell of a coach. He built Oregon State from basically trash and made him into a really competitive football team. But I don't know. I feel like with the schedule that they had, they were working on and were going to probably spend most of their time playing Mountain West teams. I mean, what he had built there, you've got to feel like they would have come out next year and just kicked everyone's ass and dominated the competition. And on top of that, now he's going to a team where, like you said, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him, and it's going to take time to rebuild and, I guess, a large raise may have been involved there. Don't know. Don't know what kind of contract Oregon State may have countered with, but I don't know. I probably would have stuck it out and waited for a better job personally. But, you know, whatever. I mean, I like I said, good for Michigan State. That guy can coach, and he can recruit pretty well. It'll be, be interesting.
0: Mm. Uh, another one will be interesting just because I don't think it's a very attractive job. And I'm curious to see what kind of candidate they can field. But uh, Indiana has parted ways with Tom Allen after three uh, pretty disappointing seasons. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Let's just call it what it is.
0: I mean, they're, they're just, they're bad. And I don't know. I don't know if anyone can win at Indiana. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I, we talked about this in the hot seat episode. I felt bad. He was my number one, uh, but I felt bad about it. Cause he's a, he's a genuinely good person. And I think the odds are so stacked against anyone who goes there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a player's coach. Like the players like him, you know, they, they buy into what he's trying to do, but ultimately they just don't have the resources to get the kind of talent. You know, they are another one of those teams where NIL just completely works against them and transfer portal as well. So If I'm Indiana, I'd probably try to go the Lance Leipold, Kalen DeBoer route and try to get like an FCS superstar, you know, coach or up and coming guy who just won a title or something of that nature, who's looking for a big pay raise. And just like Indiana is willing to take the check and take the L's, you know. Uh But who might could build it into something? Because I mean, if you can win at Kansas, <laughs> there's nothing that says you can't win at Indiana. Right. At I true. Least, I just
0: light bulbs don't grow on trees. I you know. No,
1: I, they don't.
0: The book might a, be out on those guys after guys like him and
1: and it's a to tougher bore. place. To, it's a tougher place to play too, because you got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, Washington. You know, it's going to be a tougher place to win. than,
0: yeah, uh, than yeah. Kansas. We just talked about whoever goes to Sparty is going to have their hands full. I, yeah, whoever yeah. goes, whoever goes to Bloomington is going to probably have two hands over overflowing. Um, Facts. Maybe a a sneaky good job based on. Uh, resources and recruiting footprint that also came open. We've talked about this guy a couple of times, Uh, Dana Holgerson let go and you know, Houston, he was on
1: my, he was on my dishonorable mentions
0: list. He was um, (laughs) last year was, was pretty disappointing. I thought they were maybe be like a group of five team that could run the table. Oh yeah. We both did last year and they were 500 ish and you know, a little wishy washy. I, I get, you know, going to a bigger conference, but they had some games where they just weren't competitive. And we were starting to wonder if he had maybe kind of maxed out there. And apparently the good folks at the university of Houston agreed. So that is a, what I think is a sneaky, attractive job opening.
1: I uh, I would agree, and I think it's the right move for Houston. Uh, you don't want to dig yourself too deep a hole when you're going to a new conference, and if you don't think this guy is the right man for the job to, you know, make you a hyper competitive team in this new conference without Texas and Oklahoma, like arguably you should, with the resources that Houston has behind it, because it's a big ass school. It's huge, and you know they're a juggernaut in basketball, so. That's the mindset that they have down there. They want to win, regardless of what conference they're in. So if you don't think Holgerson can compete to win the conference year in and year out, you got to get rid of him and find somebody who can.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'd be curious to see who, who they end up with. Um, another school in Texas had quite a roller coaster weekend. Um, huh. So all available indications are that Texas A&M is set to hire Duke head coach Mike Elko. Uh, we'll talk about how they got here in just a moment, but for now, uh, Mike Elko to Duke. Initial thought, <sighs> or not to Duke to A and M from A
1: and M. Well, he's an A and M guy. You know, he was there before. He was there DC. So, uh, w- and we'll touch more on this in a minute. I, I guess I was more surprised at the outrage. <laughs> that was coming from AM fans yesterday. Yeah. Then I than I was at the love affair, seemingly, of getting Mike Elko. I, I don't know, you know, what the real difference in those two would be. Like, I, <laughs> they're both really good. Yeah. With,
0: I, I found uh, the, the lead up as far as how they arrived at Mike Elko to be far more interesting than the fact that they hired Mike Elko because he was a yes. guy that everyone, when they fired Jimbo Fisher, was like, hey, Here's a guy that they're probably going to call, right? They could probably get him. He'd probably go there. He would be a good fit. All the reasons right. you described. So yeah. the fact that he's there now, not at all surprising. But No. But boy, Saturday night and Sunday morning got awful, awful interesting. And that is because <laughs> they seem to have had a deal in place with Mark Stoops from Kentucky.
1: Who we've talked and, about multiple times on the and show. And
0: we have both said it winning seven or eight games a year in Kentucky is capital H hard. Yeah. And, yeah. Like give this guy good players and see what happens. Like yeah. he might really, really surprise you. Um, and. Public apparently, <laughs> Yeah. Apparently it got out that, Hey, they've targeted this guy and there was enough backlash it felt very uh, Tennessee Shiano ish. Oh yeah. And sort of being framed as Stoops changed his mind and wants to stay in Kentucky. And it really is starting to look like, uh, boosters got involved, which is always the worry when you're doing anything at a but, uh, backed off of that. Apparently the offer was not still on the table. And then they pivoted to Mike Elko, who's I guess a little more palatable choice. And if, if you were in charge of a and you had to pick between those two, who would you go after?
1: I would pick Stoops. Obviously, Obviously. I've been very vocal on the show about this of getting that guy. Now, the public backlash and all that. I personally like if I'm running a and m. If I am, uh, goddamn, what's his name? Their ad. I just went. Or Bjork. Yeah, Bjork. If I'm if I'm Ross Bjork, I'm going. I really don't fucking care what you think. Here's the results. This is what you need to look at like you know that that's yeah. what I would have done, but I guess it doesn't work like that down there all those well it really doesn't because like the
0: second you say, you know, I don't care what you think, then then the dollars stop flowing in,
1: yeah, sure, and um, so it,
0: and that that's a, a good, big part of
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know how you're gonna get that guy to begin with is what you can offer him in terms of you know resources and salary pool and things of that nature so. I guess I don't I just, think they ended up with a bad coach. I just am not convinced that they made the right decision.
1: But well, I, I just don't. I don't understand the public outrage against like Stoops. I, wh- like, what's the problem with him?
0: I don't get. Well, it. I, like, I think I'm a lot worried. of people looked. And just strictly like pulled up his Wikipedia page or something, and they're like, "Well, okay, this guy wins seven or eight games every year. Like, we just fired a guy and gave him seventy plus million to walk away for winning seven or eight games every year. Like, why would we?" (laughs) And and there's no like context surrounding, you know, if you can't win more than eight games a year at A and M with everything available to you, like you're never, it's never going to happen. True. Um, But boy, I'll tell you, Kentucky man.
1: I mean, wouldn't logic just say this dude's won double digit games at Kentucky twice? Like wouldn't logic just point to that and be like, Man, that guy has like ten percent of our resources. What if we gave him all this money and resources and Whoa, just no, logic would, but <laughs> wait, what am I saying? It's Texas. Okay, saying I, I'm just <laughs> what am I saying right now? Stop. You know, it,
0: it's it's a it's a rabid fan base that wants a winner and they're gonna be very, very picky. I get it, but it kind of has a feel of we're gonna go win the press conference and the 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 website headlines and we're not you know, maybe arguably at the expense of winning on the field. So time will tell, but I kind of feel like A and M missed an opportunity here.
1: I mean, I, I don't want to poo-poo Mike Elko before we close out the A and M discussion. I don't want to mm-hmm. poo-poo this guy. I think he's a good coach. I mean, if you can win ball games at Duke and beat teams like Clemson. And be competitive against teams like Florida State, even with your backup or third string QB. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think it's a, it's a good hire. And he's an AM guy, which is a bonus for them. But is that gonna translate to more than eight or nine wins a season? I, I, I don't know. And honestly, I, I it's a wait and see for me. I gotta see how good he can recruit. I mean, you can have all the resources in the world. And I mean, Jimbo had that and he brought in the best recruiting class ever made and went seven to five. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't just getting the horses doesn't translate to wins. So I don't know. I'll just, I'll be anxious to see it. But like you said, I think it was a missed opportunity and maybe Stoops just didn't like the number. I don't know.
0: Could be, I, I can't imagine they gave him a number he didn't like, but uh, lastly, fairly late breaking, and we'll pivot back to Mark Stoops here in a second. Um, Jeff Levy uh, appears to be the next guy at Mississippi State, so they're pivoting back to a uh, more offensive mind. Uh, want to score some points and you know, the pivot back away from the uh, kind of Zach Arnett um, mode, uh, which obviously is a good thing because that translated, I think, to five wins. So I think any criticism of the Jeff Levy hire would have to do with what happened at Baylor.
1: The Bryle stuff. Yeah.
0: The Bryle stuff Um, on field. I mean, Oklahoma is like fourth or fifth in the country in total offense. Like he's going to move the ball, he's going to score points. We'll see. You know, jury will be out on how much he cares about defense. But
1: um, yeah, I mean, this dude has lit up defenses everywhere he's been you know he was at UCF yeah. and lit up defenses he went to Ole Miss under Miss yeah,
0: for a couple of years
1: yep and lit people up and then now he's at Oklahoma doing the same thing so I'm sure they'll be fine and they'll be able to score points and stuff like that it's just <laughs> it's a I look at Mississippi State like a springboard job man You 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 get your ass kicked most of the time but you maybe catch a season where you win nine games and Beat somebody you're not supposed to, and maybe get a bigger job. You know what I'm saying? But most of the most of the time, you're going to get your ass handed to you. The better part of the season. Yeah, I think it.
0: I think you got a pretty. I look at Mississippi State like I look at South Carolina and Arkansas. Yeah. um, And even to a certain extent, Kentucky. I think there's a definite ceiling there.
1: Yeah, you can't win a championship there. It's it's Um,
0: yeah. You're you're not going to just sit there and churn out ten win seasons. It's not going to happen. No.
1: um I mean so Kiffin, I, uh, Kiffin is the perfect example of that at the counterpart school at Ole Miss. He can go ten and two pretty much, you know, most of the time, nine and three, ten and two. He'll do that most seasons, but he's not gonna win an SEC title, and he's not gonna win a national title because there's just there's a ceiling in the state of Mississippi. Sorry, Old Miss Mississippi mm-hmm. State fans don't come at me. It's just it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um so working back to stoops. We'll we'll use him as our segue into. Actually, you know what? We ended up on Lane Kiffin. Let's talk about Lane Kiffin and Mississippi and Mississippi State, and we'll start going down my list of absolute trash heap picks this week. <laughs> um, because that was that was the first game of the week, the Egg Bowl that I had uh, that I had to play on, and in a in what would become a common theme, um, missed that one. I was on Mississippi State, or I'm sorry, Old Miss minus ten and a half, and uh, yeah, they win. They win seventeen to seven. Yeah, yeah. They and what actually 10. is? Yeah, what's actually aggravating about that is that closed at nine and a half. Um, so I got on it a touch early.
1: Well, I, and that's what I was going to ask. If you actually ended up taking it Saturday, if you if you loaded some more down on it once it got under ten, but apparently you didn't.
0: No, uh, I actually I actually overs- I didn't sleep worth a shit Friday night. Uh, I was up and down all night, and I, I'm not even going to tell you what time I got out of bed on <laughs> on Saturday. It it's somewhat embarrassing for a 46 year old man to be like, yeah, I slept this. I will tell you this. I had to get up and I had to rewind to the start of the game.
1: Oh God!
0: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, there,
1: there you go. I've, well, that would—that's a good reason why you didn't bet it at nine and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I missed it. Um, I, I was not the early bird. Um, what else did I screw up here? Uh, here's here's a hard one. A uh, j- real shot to the chin. Coastal plus eight and a half. They were at home uh, against James Madison, and they got obliterated they lose 56 to 14
1: yeah that was uh i was on james madison there fighting you on that one yeah
0: yeah well played good sir
1: well uh, to be clear uh i I did not expect it to be 56 to 14 i right I i did think that james madison would dominate them up front which they they pretty i mean they didn't just like I figured they would run it down their throat for the better part of the game, but I mean they only ran for a buck sixty, but they threw for you know three thirty and five touchdowns. Like coastal secondary just got absolutely torched. So yeah, kind of didn't go mean, the, didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, but it still the score ended up even worse. It was like oh okay
0: all right. Um UTEP scores a touchdown with 17 seconds left to burn both of us on Liberty minus 16 and a half. Two weeks in
1: a row, Liberty burnt. I get burnt by Liberty in the final minute of the game, two weeks in a row.
0: Yep. So 42 to 28 final. Just missed that one. Uh, I did hit on... Actually, let's do our other common miss here. Uh, Ohio State plus three and a half. (sighs) Oh.
1: Oh geez. Ohio State, Michigan. I'll let you go first on this one. I want to hear your thoughts.
0: Okay. My thoughts are one team played to win and one ple- one team played not to lose. <laughs> Guess what happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that uh not I was a bit okay. The first one that I the first instant instance of this where I, I knew you were like beside yourself <laughs> was the and to be fair to Ohio State, they got a bad spot. The it was like fourth and inches at worst, and they got a bad. I mean, I think it was a first down, but they got a bad spot. Made it fourth and one. Day doesn't challenge it. He doesn't even hesitate. Just punts. And I'm going. You're in Michigan territory. Like what? Just you can't gain a half a yard, dude. Like just go for it. Like what are you? whatever, okay, and they kick it away. That was the first one. There were a couple of more, you know, playing for a field goal, that kind of stuff. (sighs) I don't want to poo-poo him, but man, the dude has a track record now that's pretty hard to ignore. He beats up on trash teams, and against top competition, he's not all that good. I'm,
0: I'm kind of starting to feel like everything I said about Penn State three weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It was, it's frustrating to watch. It's like, well, you don't think you can get a half a yard. Like, why did you even show up to the stadium? (laughs) Right. Uh, Burning, burning clock to try a 52 yard field goal right before the half. Didn't like it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's halfway defensible, but it's just at some point you have to take a chance.
1: Yeah, see, I disagree. I don't think it's defensible. They're just letting clock burn. There's a minute and 20 seconds left, and they just let 40 seconds reel off the clock. I'm like, what is Day doing? You have Marvin Harrison on your team. Get him one on one and huck one up, dude. Like at least attempt to get a pass interference call or something, you know? Like that's pretty common. You could do it, people do it all the time.
0: Yeah, I just, running the clock all the way down. I I sort of get it. You're like, well, if we don't convert on fourth and 3, they get the ball at their own 35. They really maybe only need to go 30 or 35 yards before a you know, reasonable uh, uh, attempt at a field goal. You're we already trailing, but well, it's the longest
1: yeah, but the longest play of the game for Michigan was 34 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, they <sighs> There was no explosive plays on either side. Nobody has any offense. I'm, I'm telling you, like, overarching take on, on this game for me, and I don't mean to shut you down there. Both of these teams' offenses stink. I, I don't care what anyone says about how great Michigan and Ohio State are. No, they're not all that great. I watched them. Neither team can throw the ball. I mean, McCarthy, 16 of 20 for a buck 48. Like, dude, Michigan has no receivers that threaten anyone. Like, no one that has a good secondary would be scared of them. Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback. McCord, I mean, 18 of 30. He looked like shit. Two picks. The one pick at the end of the game, I get it. Like, you're trying to make a play, force the ball, whatever. But I just was not impressed on either side of the ball or either side of the uh, either team, their offense. I was not impressed on either one. It just, it was a snoozer of a game. I don't think either one of these teams have a shot if they make the playoffs to beat a team like Georgia or Texas or Alabama. Like, I think Texas would wreck both of these teams. Mm. I think I Oregon, I think Oregon could potentially wreck both of them. <laughs> like, or Washington, a team that can score through the air a lot. Like, I mean, neither team is a threat to throw the ball. I mean, Ohio State, to some degree, like you have to double Marvin Harrison at some points, but Michigan is not a threat to throw the ball at all. Like that tight end ate him up, you know, somewhat. What's his name? Loveland, I think. Uh,
0: I I don't know. I had it on mute the whole time because I couldn't deal with Gus Johnson.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I can't, I can't deal with listening to about Maserati Marv, the guy, geez, he's an idiot. But anyway, I just, oh man, I'm just disgusted watching these two teams play and the idea that people think that they're like the second and third best team in the country. (laughs) uh, I'm going, no, no, they're not. It's, Mm. it's pretty blatantly obvious to me that they're not, but, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe I'm way off base here and they're as great as everyone says they are.
0: Well, we'll see in the playoff and Michigan will be in the playoff because they play Iowa in the big 10 championship game. And Iowa was one of my few picks that actually hit. I had them plus two and a half at Nebraska. <sighs> Nebraska <sighs> missed, comes- out,
1: missed out on the under.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, actually came in under 25 and a half. I, uh,
1: I'm not just surprised. Think,
0: just, I'm not surprised either. I guess, but
1: <laughs> at yeah. some point, um, you have to stop being
0: surprised. Yeah, at the last two eighteen of that game featured two punts, two interceptions, and a field goal. So, kind of a wild finish for what was otherwise just a slog. But Nebraska yeah. comes through with a timely turnover, just like I had hoped they would, and <laughs> Iowa comes out with the win. Um, and then to my bullpen where I did far, far better. I was one and four on my actual picks. So embarrassing. Uh, The bullpen, I was three and no Georgia tech plus 24 and a half versus Georgia. I could not quite bring myself to pull the trigger. And I got a pretty spirited effort out of the yellow jackets. Um, I thought they played well. And if Georgia doesn't, if Georgia plays run defense against Alabama on Saturday, like they did against Georgia tech last night, that game will not be close.
1: Yeah, so well, I think Georgia probably spent a lot of the week repping uh, Alabama offense. So, uh,
0: yeah, it, maybe. <laughs> I, part of me kind of doubts it because I think Kirby is a kind of a detail freak. I think he's been probably repping Alabama all year, to be honest, or at least studying Alabama. Yeah, but Georgia Tech plus twenty four would have hit because Georgia wins thirty one to twenty three. Another one that would have hit. And I, God, I knew I, 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 I put this. In, was it Wednesday night? Yeah, I put this in the bullpen, thinking I probably shouldn't put this in the bullpen. I feel better about it than that, but somehow talked myself into not activating Virginia Tech minus three at Virginia in a game that they win by thirty eight points.
1: Yeah, that was a pick for me. That was an absolute beatdown. And uh, on that note. Um, this week, this, uh, pick segment is brought to you by TP's butthurt cream. Mm. And, uh, we're going to be sending a large shipment of butthurt cream to the university of Virginia this week <laughs> after that 38 point beat down and, uh, use the promo code who's to get a two for one special this week, uh, courtesy of TP's Butthurt cream. So mm. soothe your South end zone there. Who's, uh, with a. You know, season ending, did,
0: just beat down. Did you see that Virginia Tech went back out on the field after after it was cleared oh. up?
1: Oh man! To, Typical. to take
0: the team photo on the little you know crossed swords V at midfield and Typical someone someone, <laughs> someone turns
1: on the sprinklers <laughs> while they're out there. So good, yeah. Oh, you want to drop uh, fifty five on us and take a picture on our fucking yeah. field? How about yeah, some take a shower, about,
0: fool? Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah, old
1: the old ninth green at nine o'clock trick. Gotta love yeah.
0: it. Oh, and then to round out my bullpen, my my basket of missed opportunities. Arizona minus ten and a half at Arizona State would have been some of the easiest money of the year. They win fifty nine to twenty three. That game got ugly early, and Arizona man uh, Jed Fish. Gotta wonder if they're gonna be able to keep him.
1: That that was my. I can't believe like he's not being mentioned for some other jobs. I I just I, I'm blown away. Like you, you, nine games at Arizona, dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, coach of the year. Like, hello, anyone? I mean, this yeah. team was an absolute dumpster fire two seasons ago, and they go out and win nine games. I I don't know. I'm just it's mind blowing to me.
0: Uh. So moving on to yours, we already talked about Ohio State, James Madison, Virginia Tech, and Liberty. You yep. also had uh Kentucky plus seven and a half at Louisville. They win, I don't have the score. I think they won by a touchdown.
1: They won 38 to 31, yeah. Yep. They they sealed the deal late. It was tied 31-31 and they uh punched one in late, sealed the deal, and uh, should have mm-hmm. took them on the money line. Stoops yep. gets the seventh win, gets another year extension on his contract, gets a raise, and uh may have got another race uh, given all the other stuff we talked about. So uh, they've dominated uh, the series and they, I think they've won five in a row now against Louisville. So the streak continues. Yeah. Not not surprising in any way. You know, Louisville, I've said all year long, and I thought they were kind of suspect and they weren't that good. They're a product of a, cra- a trash conference and a trash schedule. And I think they got exposed a little bit against Kentucky.
0: Mm. Uh, another guy who has sort of exceeded expectations out west, in addition to Jed Fish, is Barry Odom at UNLV. Now you had them minus two and a half at home against San Jose State. They actually lose yeah. thirty-seven to thirty-one. Yeah. surprisingly. So
1: Barry um, Odom, Barry Odom, maybe another one <laughs> that might might be on his, on the move. I don't know. He might be packing up his office already at halftime, and that's why they lost. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, nothing. Just trying to ride a trend there, and it didn't work out. So what are we going to do?
0: Um, Oklahoma minus nine and a half against TCU. That was a shootout. That 69-45 to 45 final, it was actually wider than that for much of the game. That game was actually happening at the same time as Iowa and Nebraska. And I flip back and forth a couple of times, and it was almost like watching two different sports.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oklahoma like, was up like forty-two to seventeen at halftime. Yeah, then.
0: yeah. So it they was- uh, they cover pretty handily, as did uh, USF. I didn't get a score for this one, but that, this was a resounding victory. I I gave you the green check mark bef- well before it was final because I think USF <laughs> was up four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it was the last, uh, to be fair, I, I'm looking for it now. Oh, yeah, there it is 48 to 14 final. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, last I saw, it was like 42 to 14 or something. And yeah, they, they ended up with 48. So uh-huh. yeah, straight up beat down. Uh, shout out to uh, Alex Golash for getting uh, South Florida bowl eligible this year after being just, oh, God, they've been a dumpster fight. They've been so bad. Like, oh, man. So good for them to, uh, make a step yeah, in the I right I think they
0: direction. won four games in the
1: previous 3 years. Yeah, something like that. Like they were one of the worst programs in the country and they were they're bowl eligible this year so mm. step, step in the right direction for the Bulls.
0: Um speaking of beatdowns and that's all your your uh active picks. You went 5 yep. and 4. Yeah. Much like I went undefeated in the bullpen. You did as well because Penn State annihilated Michigan State. I cannot believe I didn't take that. Um <sighs> i've been fading michigan state all year
1: <laughs> i was wondering i was like well okay i guess he's i guess he's done fading it i mean you got burned on it one time and you just didn't go back to the well
0: yeah i screwed that one up story of my season uh penn state minus 21 and a half hits because they win 42 to nothing uh, michigan <laughs> state i don't think they cracked triple digit total yards I would i'm have not sure that
1: yeah i'm not sure they crossed the 50 it was uh, um, it was ugly
0: what else was ugly was Notre Dame and Stanford that was not a great game. A little bit of a slow start for Notre Dame but they pull away. They win 56 to 23 so you're plus 25 and a half hits. that actually did look like it was in jeopardy for much of the first half because Notre Dame just really took a little bit to get going. but cleared yeah. that cleared that pretty easily as well as uh, New Mexico State plus three versus Jacksonville State a couple of teams that have done very 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 well against the spread. Mm -hmm. this year um but you're getting the three points with new mexico state and they end up winning 20 to 17 i believe that's 10 wins for jerry kill
1: i believe so yeah and they now this week they're facing uh i think that's 10 wins for only the second time in program history like first time since 1960 maybe and uh yeah they're gonna be facing liberty in the conference championship next week so tall tall task
0: yeah um and then your last bullpen pick that you uh, that you hit on would have been some money in your pocket was Florida State minus six and a half at Florida. This one, yeah. boy, did not look – this looked like a loser for oh, pretty yeah. much the entire first half.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the better part of three quarters, it looked like a loser. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, Florida gets out to a twelve nothing start after the safety. Florida State is going at they looked like an absolute mess. I can't get plays in, can't get the snaps off. Penalties, a, a couple of them are pretty shaky. There was a roughing the passer call on third and goal that was horrible. But uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, get
0: up twelve nothing, and then they tried a double reverse flea flicker that turned in. They they got Florida State pinned deep, forced a punt, and they had the ball. I think just on Florida State side of the fifty, and tried the double reverse flea flicker pass that turned into intentional grounding. And from there, Florida State outscored them twenty four to three, and really kind of ran away from it with it at the end. Had a slight lead, got a touchdown late to. Uh, To clear the bar of six and a half for you on that, they win twenty-four to fifteen, finish twelve and zero. They get Louisville this week. Be interesting to see um, in a couple of days when the the playoff rankings come out how they treat that, or how they get treated by that. They were, I believe, they were fifth last
1: week. Yeah, they were. I I don't know that you should move them up based on what I saw, but. You know, another game that we can talk about here in just a second, Washington, who was number four. I don't know that you need to keep them at four based on what we saw. It's kind of.
0: Yeah. I mean, who, which which win do you think is a more of a qual or closer to a quality win, right? A night game in the swamp where you win by nine or winning on the last second field goal, you know, both against five and six teams. uh, But last second field goal at home. Yeah it uh, feels to me like Florida state maybe had a little more of an uphill climb there, but um, cause I think Florida is a better team than Washington state anyways, but personally, but um, <laughs> yeah. no telling. I, w- we'll see. It, it's going to be interesting with just as many undefeated teams and, and one loss teams as we have. I think there's eight in the power five conferences. Eight of those teams with one loss or fewer. So some of that'll get sorted out here this weekend. But
1: yeah, I I don't, I don't really understand the rankings. I mean, I've been pretty vocal about all this stuff. Yeah,
0: I I just it's going to be interesting to see because you know, on one hand, you're like, man, how are you going to keep a thirteen to zero power five champion out? But on the other hand, like, are you going to look at Florida State playing the backup quarterback and feel like they? Are one of the four best teams and can actually go out there and compete with no, the charges no. or the the Michigans of the world. I, no, I mean the defense is excellent, but man, I just I just don't know. I mean they they struggled for an entire half of football against Florida, who had a pretty below average defense for much of the year.
1: Well, one of uh, one of Timmy's arch nemesis. <laughs> Uh, Feinbaum who I you know I don't listen to Feinbaum but I, I, just happen, I just happen I just happened to be watching SEC network Saturday morning and they were talking about if Alabama were to win and beat Georgia and say there's you know enough teams that are still undefeated above them like say uh Michigan Washington And Florida State are all undefeated and Texas wins out and you want to put Texas in. Okay. Do you leave a Florida state out versus putting in a one loss Alabama? Right. And Feinbaum's comments, he's like, This is easy. Alabama should go. You know, or Georgia, whoever, but Alabama should go because them versus Texas, like that's an that's a conversation you can have. Okay. He's like them versus Florida state. That's not a conversation. Like they would wreck Florida state. <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't care what their record is. I don't care if they're 17 and 0 I'm tired of hearing the words most deserving. It's the four best teams. And the best is subjective, whatever you think it is. But it's like I talked about last week, man, I kind of hope Florida state doesn't get put in. Cause I think they'll get embarrassed. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think losing the conference championship game to fall to twelve and one with your backup quarterback is still plenty success. I mean, that's that's a third straight year of a three win increase from the previous season.
1: Yeah, I mean mean, three
0: three wins to five to nine to twelve. Sure, regular season at least. So. You know, it wouldn't feel like a total failure, but it it might feel like you know kind of a what could have been situation for Mm -hmm. Florida State. But
1: uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're a good team overall, but I just don't. I think they're I think Norvell's a year away from being able to compete with the likes of the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Texases of the world. I just I don't think they're ready for that.
0: Well, it might be two years away then because they're losing a shit ton of people uh, from this season. So it'll be a mostly new cast of characters next year. So we'll we'll see what he can do. My guess is he'll probably fill some spots quite capably through the transfer portal like he has done his entire time there. But yeah, that is all of the picks. So I don't have the final year tally. I know that you smoked me, but I finish uh, one and four this week, three and oh in the bullpen. You, uh, again, you went five and four and four and oh in the bullpen. So.
1: Yeah. I finished for the year total 44 and 44 i I'm dead mm. nuts on 500. And I finished 18 and 14 in the bullpen. So had I've taken all of the ones I liked, I would have finished plus four on the season. So.
0: All right. Well, speaking of competitions, you won. Win totals are now finalized.
1: Oh man! So I, I mean, we're at forty
0: like minutes. Yeah, we can kind of rehash these quick. Um, oh, yeah, Pack twelve. You went six and six. Ooh. I got my teeth kicked in. I went three and nine. Mm. Um, yeah, I misread, misread some of those. Um, had too much faith in Chip Kelly.
1: <laughs> not I think enough I faith. T- I think I took the over on them too, though, didn't I, or did I not? No, you took under eight and a half. Oh, uh, um, okay. All right. Too
0: much faith in Chip, not enough faith in Jed Fish and Jonathan Smith. So,
1: oh man, you did, you took the under on Jed Fish. Oh, yeah. brutal. Yeah, yeah. I took the over on them boys. Mm,
0: yeah. I screwed that up. Uh, I did do better in the Pac 12, though. The other things you're looking up. Hey, I'm sorry, Big 12. Ah. Uh, Big 12, you went eight and six, and I went 10 and four. Ooh, so solid, uh, solid effort from us there. Um, the only ones we both missed were West Virginia they got bowl eligible
1: <laughs> yeah we both had Neil Brown on our hot seat list
0: yeah we both thought TCU could get to eight wins I actually knew that was burned by week two. Oh
1: like, yeah when these I,
0: guys are bad
1: yeah when I watched them play Colorado I was yeah. like
0: no, no chance
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's a- um, and, we, and we had a lot of uh, kind of uh, those were the only two that we both missed we both hit on Oklahoma State over Kansas over, Kansas State over, Texas over, and Houston under, and then we kind of split the rest of. I had a, actually I had a slight lead in the rest of the ones we disagreed on. Okay. ACC, you went seven and eight. Uh, oh. That include that includes Notre Dame, and oh. I went I went nine and six. So Boston College surprised us. North Carolina. And Clemson were disappointing. Uh, no shock there. Should have seen that coming. Pitt was bad. Uh, we thought they would get to seven wins. They were. Yeah, like they were bad. They yeah, didn't
1: come I, close. I didn't, that was weird, man. I, I didn't see that one coming. Like before the season, I was thinking like six and a half. That's it.
0: Like yeah, uh, we plate? thought
1: easy over.
0: We, no, we, we thought Duke would take a step back with a harder schedule this year. We thought. Their 2022 season was a little bit of smoke and mirrors because they missed a lot of the good teams. Not the case. Uh, they both, or they went over six and a half and burned both of us. So more or less even there. And then again, SEC it killed me this year. It's the second year in a row I've just gotten <laughs> destroyed in this conference. I went five and nine. Um, you went nine and five.
1: Oh. Man, much much improvement for me there in the SEC. The SEC yeah. for me last year was a bloodbath.
0: Yeah, um, I think
1: I'd be I'm, interested I'm, to know what five I missed. What five did I miss? I probably missed Arkansas and Florida. I know
0: you missed Arkansas. You hit Florida because you were on the under. Oh, was I? Yeah, you missed. Okay. You missed Arkansas. You missed Auburn over six and a half.
1: Oh man, them losing to Mexico State. That yeah. yeah. When when they lost that one, I was like, "Yep, that, my overs burnt." <laughs> Damn yep. it.
0: Uh, you missed Kentucky over seven and a half, Vandy over three and a half, and Missouri under six and a half. We both missed that. And Eli Drinkwitz, boy, is smoking a cigar right in our face. Yeah.
1: So big overall, ten. What was, what was the total record? Oh, big what ten. Were, yeah. What?
0: Yeah, big ten. Uh, you went eight and six, so solid effort, not great. I was slightly better at nine and five. Ugh. Wisconsin <laughs> was a common miss. They yeah. They looked like a kind of a preseason West favorite, uh in in just an absolute dumpster fire of a division, but they were just as bad as everyone else. Illinois was disappointing. Northwestern was surprisingly good. Shout out to them. We had them under two and a half, and we thought they might not win a game, and they're going to be bowling.
1: (laughs) Insane. Um, I take that back on Jed Fish, that guy's coach of the year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, Maybe. It's ridiculous. You know who's not is Mike Loxley he does not get my coach of the year vote because they did not go over seven and a half. And we both missed on Ohio state. We thought they would have a rougher year than they did. They go 11 and one. So they hit over 10 and a half. and we hit everything else um, because we had everything else was the same except for Iowa. I thought they would get to nine and they actually got to 10. However, improbably, that's actually, I think that's the worst thing that could have happened for Iowa is winning 10 games because if they'd have gone out and gone five and seven in that shit heap of a division, they might have actually pulled the trigger on moving on from the coach. But now it's like, oh, who are they going to hire for OC? It's like, well, does it matter as long as Kirk Ferrance is the head coach? I don't think it does.
1: Well, he's got a massive buyout. They're not going to pay it. They'll just, they're, they're, they don't care about winning championships there. They just Let's
0: continue to go eight and four and score 20 yeah. points a game for, yeah.
1: Hmm. They don't care. They want that $100 million check, man.
0: That's it. That's too bad because they they could be so much more. I guess with with
1: divisions going away. Um, yeah, now they can't be so much more. They're, they're, yeah. they, they can't beat teams like Oregon and Ohio State. What's their, what's their
0: ceiling in the new look Big Ten? Uh, Eighth?
1: They're not better than – I mean, they're – any given year, they might be able to beat somebody like Washington. But with what Oregon is doing it, with NIL and recruiting, I don't see them being able to beat a team like Oregon anytime soon. That I'm They can't beat Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State ever. So best case scenario, I would say fifth. You know, like Oregon and then the top three from the east, I would say. Uh, I'm not going to say that they can't. They couldn't beat USC because, I mean, my my nephew's eight uh, U flag football team could score on USC's defense. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that
0: also assumes no one else gets better, like a Wisconsin or a Nebraska.
1: Whatever happens, give the NCAA college football playoff committee, whoever's in charge of. Putting teams in bowl games, give the people what they want and put USC and Iowa in a bowl game against each other. Please, for the love of God, I want to see it. I want to see Iowa score 30 points. (laughs) I want to see it. Can they score on on someone
0: other than Western Michigan or whoever they garbage timed me to death with a week two?
1: Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like USC has to go against a good defense and Iowa's trash offense has to try to score against USC's trash defense. It's like the perfect mm-hmm. matchup. I, I don't even know what the spread would be, but
0: sometimes I wonder what USC's offense versus USC's defense looks like in practice. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Three play drives. All right. Run it again.
0: Or even like Iowa's offense versus Iowa's defense in practice. Does the ball just stay at the 50 for three hours?
1: It's and... <laughs> a good question. I don't know. All
0: right. Yeah. Well, that's the win totals final standings. Uh you went 38 and 31. Mm. And I was right right behind you at 36 and 33. So Not we too were bad. we were more right than wrong. I don't think I would have covered the juice. Uh and I think you would have.
1: Yeah, barely. I yeah.
0: mean, if you're if you're assuming everything is minus 110, I think you got to hit Something like fifty-four percent to to break even. Yeah, I, I don't think I was there. What's what's thirty-six into sixty-nine? Let me pull up. Uh,
1: yeah, you gotta. If you want to be in the green, you need to be somewhere around fifty-seven percent uh, to to be in the green. There. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I was I was at fifty-two, so I would I've lost
1: a touch. Yeah, it's not too bad, but. uh <sighs> I mean, for the year, I finished 44 and 44 in picks. I mean, I lost money, so yeah. it is what it is.
0: Well, that's why Vegas has all those nice, fancy buildings. Um, oh, yeah. But, and I think that covers us for the week, unless we want to do any reckless speculation on more firings coming.
1: Well, the only game that we didn't talk about is the Iron mm. Bowl. Yeah,
0: you know what? We... We, we had that we, on the list to talk about, and I skipped right past it and went to win. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a few games I think we needed to touch on uh, because what, what I want to do is discuss conference championships. And uh, the, you know we know the matchups now. They are what they are. So uh, looking towards the conference championship game, how much of this Iron Bowl did you watch?
0: Parts of the second quarter, the first half of the third quarter, and then like the last four minutes. I I had to make a run to Walmart for a screen protector. If you've got a 13-year-old boy who needs a new screen protector on his phone, that's not a wait-till-tomorrow thing.
1: No. Okay, so for the Iron Bowl, I'll say this. It was uh, very clear that Auburn did not practice for New Mexico State last week. They were practicing for Alabama. And so Auburn played pretty well for most of the game they were able to find success running the ball. They ran it right down Alabama's throat for the better part of the game. It was pretty impressive by Hugh Freeze. And this is not the first time they've done that this year. If you look back, they kind of did the same thing to Georgia. You know, like they they sort of play up to their competition and can and, find and down. Yeah, and down correct and they found a lot of success running the ball man they rushed for 250 problem is they only passed for 93 yards you know they completed six passes so it uh not a threat whatsoever to throw the ball uh you know and then <sighs> Alabama just kind of made some mistakes the only thing i'll say about the referees is that it was a poorly officiated game on both sides no surprise that it was the same crew that called the Tennessee game last year for Alabama and the LSU game, in which they had 17 and 15 penalties, respectively. Same crew. And so when that crew calls a Bama game, there's going to be a lot of penalties. And Auburn had almost just as many penalties as Alabama. They just weren't really as critical, they were mostly, you know, pre snap stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Alabama had eight for seventy-two. Auburn had five for only twenty-eight. So a lot of, yeah, um, yeah. a lot of procedural stuff.
1: Yeah, but and it was frustrating. From and I, I don't want to spend much time on the referees, but you know, I'm a guy sitting on the couch, and when I see the ball snapped with three players in motion, it's a penalty. It's illegal motion. You can't do it. And not only do they not call the illegal motion, they call offsides on Alabama. <laughs> I'm just going, what the fuck? Like, I don't care if the whole team's offsides, they can't have three guys in motion at the snap. That's an offsetting penalty. Like retry the down, but they don't do it. Auburn gets a first down. They end up getting a field goal out of it. You know, that that kind of stuff happened a lot. And so I, uh, you know, but The game-winning touchdown, fourth and forever from the 31-yard line. Milrow throws a touchdown. Hugh Freeze is whining about a push-off after the game. I'm not going to say it was or wasn't. It was questionable, but ultimately, I blame Auburn for having a one-on-one matchup out there when you have eight DBs on the field. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. So no. what do you what are you gonna do? I mean it's one on one. It's as good a chance as any time. So I don't know. From a fan I'll perspective, I hope they got all their kinks worked out before next week. Cause so I'll say this about Auburn. If you had
0: told me on Friday night that Auburn was gonna throw for 93 yards, they were gonna be four for twelve on first down. <laughs> And they were going to lose the turnover. Well, they're going to lose the time of possession battle and the turnover battle. Three nothing. I would have told you they lose by five touchdowns. Yeah. Like I don't know how they were in a position to win until the final minute of the game. It, like this is one of those you know the box score doesn't really doesn't match the final score.
1: No. Um, it was a weird game, man. It really yeah. was. It, it and just general no homer take no having to do nothing with the iron bowl itself this is just like one of those games that makes you love college football so much like it's why i think it's better than the nfl i know you agree it's just it was a wild game that made no sense <laughs> for the better part of the game up until the last minute like we were all i was at my brother's house and we were all sitting there with 40 seconds left going we just fucking lost to auburn like I cannot believe this is happening. We're going to lose to a team with a losing record. And I, I don't even understand how this happened. Like, how did we lose to Auburn? He throws that touchdown, and I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> Everybody around me is going crazy. I was speechless. I was like, did we just win? <laughs> I don't know what happened. So it was, it was a wild game, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. And uh, like I say, hopefully – Alabama they got their kinks worked out because they got a tall order next week with uh Georgia in Atlanta
0: so well another wild game that we wanted to bring up Mm -hmm. the battle in the blizzard
1: oh man this was a hell of a game did you get eyes on this much I watched
0: um much of the second half I, I switched over after what was I watching Florida State maybe um Yeah. So Kansas State time of possession, 42 minutes. (laughs) Iowa State time of possession, just under 18. Iowa State only got 10 first downs. They were three of seven on third down. They win 42 to 35. Um,
1: Another game that makes absolutely no sense when you look at the box score. They had like what six or seven plays of fifty plus yards? You know, they had five a,
0: they had five scoring plays of sixty plus.
1: Um, <laughs> in a fucking snowstorm. Makes yeah. sense out of that. I don't I don't get it. That that was a super exciting game. I turned it over there. I was like, man, this is awesome to watch.
0: So, 71 yard run, 77 yard run, 79 yard pass, 60 yard run. Uh, their thirty-three-yard pass amateur hour there, and then yeah. they with eight minutes left to go ahead score. Jalen Noel takes a screen eighty-two yards to the house. So,
1: I wasn't even mad about choice. losing that about losing that bet. I wasn't no. even mad because it was such a fun game to watch. Us,
0: yeah, uh, Abu the third, sixteen carries for two seventy-six and three scores. So it's a cool. <laughs> Seventeen point three yards per carry average. <laughs> like Jesus, Jesus. That's um,
1: awesome. Great game, Will Howard. Man, he looked like ass for a lot of the game. Threw some crucial interceptions. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was, it
0: was yeah. Bad. He threw he threw a pick, uh, twenty four for forty eight. So right at fifty percent, two eighty eight. You wouldn't expect the passing game to be very good in those kind of weather conditions. The run game yeah. was okay. Um, they ran for two hundred yards, but. They ran it fifty-four times. So, yeah, Uh, I I was just it was it was a wild game. Um, Took me back to growing up in South Dakota.
1: Yeah, and speaking of wild games, just when you think Mike Gundy can't Gundy any harder, (laughs) he's down. He's down twenty-four to three. And we're writing off Oklahoma State saying, fuck.
0: for like the fourth time this year, yeah.
1: Yeah, Oklahoma's about to be in the Big 12 championship. Rematch time. Let's fucking go. Gundy fires all the way back and wins in double overtime, 40 to 34. Of course he does. and Yeah, of course he does. I feel sorry for those people who were live betting BYU. Uh, Yeah,
0: (laughs) I, I don't. Because if you put money on a Mike Gundy game, you do so at your own risk. And that's
1: true. But man, yeah, what a game. They, uh, I only watched maybe in total two quarters of this game. And this is one of those where it, it's like the tale of two teams, you know, like Oklahoma, they were down 24 to six at halftime. And they just, God, they threw all over BYU in the second half. They, they outgained them over 150 yards. I mean, it was just... Ollie Gordon goes for five fucking rushing touchdowns in the game.
0: Yeah, 34-166, <sighs> five scores. That's... Yeah. Not That's bad. one of those I didn't I didn't watch, and I kind of wish I'd I, should, I wish I had T-voted or something, and I could have watched it. Um,
1: that's what YouTube's swarming, for. But- that's yeah. what YouTube's for, my friend. You can watch the whole yeah. thing on YouTube. But uh, yeah. yeah, trailing
0: yeah. 24-13, entering the fourth quarter. You get yeah. a couple scores. BYU kicks a field goal, a uh, 48-yarder. As time expires, to send it to overtime. And they get the two-yard run uh, from Ollie Gordon in the second overtime and a stop on defense. So, wild one. And we'll we'll see. We'll see if he's got more tricks up his sleeve against Texas. They, they missed them in the regular season, but nothing's off the table.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's Mike Gundy, man. You never know. But I would expect Texas wins that game. I think they'll destroy him personally. But, uh, you know, I've written them off a couple of times already this year, and they proved us wrong. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't really want to talk much about the Apple Cup. It was an ugly game. Washington yeah, wins with a with a field goal as time expires at home. It was just it was It's kind of a slog
0: game. from what I watched. It wasn't real compelling.
1: Yeah, and uh, aside from that, like some other games that uh, I felt were at least of note to mention, we talked about Jonathan Smith. Uh, the Civil War on Friday night was just an absolute beatdown. Uh, Oregon State could do nothing. I feel like Jonathan Smith was already out the door <laughs> cuz
0: yeah all the all the stuff started to come out Saturday I was like man nah, I wonder if the players knew that yeah, he was heading out cuz watching the game I was like there there were times there were stretches of the game where it's like man the, I don't know if Oregon is just that much better than them or if they're just kind of going through the motions like it wasn't the same team that I watched you know come out and play uh yeah, well, yeah washington or whoever um yeah i watched them probably four times this year and i was like they don't look like oregon state
1: yeah no it was a it was a beat down so you know kudos to oregon they can go and avenge their only loss next week but uh other than that man no real super compelling matchups the only ones i guess that had any kind of uh conference title or uh, conference title implications—we've already kind of talked about. Clemson did close out their season with a win over Beamer Ball. That was, uh, you know, good for Clemson to not choke that one off and <laughs> finish with with five losses. But uh, <sighs> I don't know—they're—they're going to have to figure some shit out next season. Shane Beamer, another tough season. I think he's doing yeah. a good job, man. But uh, just the schedule is murder. I mean, my my way off there. No, I I think
0: them Auburn and Florida because of out of conference matchups. Um, not as much Auburn, but uh, this year, anyways. But yeah, Florida and South Carolina always seemed based on out of conference to end up in like among the five hardest schedules. Um, you know, in the you know UNC not a bad team. Uh, South Carolina played them week one. Get Clemson at the end of the year. Then they have all the usual suspects, right? Tennessee, Georgia, and so on. So, um, well, you know, Clemson bounces back, four straight wins ever since Tyler from Spartanburg uh, aired his grievances.
1: (laughs) Indeed, yeah. And uh, speaking of airing of grievances, anybody who's got grievances about Lance Lapold needs to shut the fuck up because forty-nine to sixteen over Cincy, they finished with eight wins. The dude is just he's building something special, man. Jaden and uh what's his name? Jalen Daniels. He's coming back next year. Apparently, he announced he's returning to Kansas for mm. n- next season. So they'll still have an athletic quarterback. So Kansas should be a force to be reckoned with next season with no Texas and Oklahoma in the conference. And hell, yeah, they the beat Oklahoma this year.
0: So the new look Big
1: Twelve. They yeah. could be a player. They could be a player. That's it's really crazy to think about. But next year, like Kansas could be in position to fucking win that thing. Like it's going to be pretty wild to see what their win total is coming into the season. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but another sneaky team that uh, had a lot better season than I thought they were going to have, man, is NC State. Finished 9-3. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. wrecked North Carolina. I mean, the, they only won by 19, but dude, like, it was a beatdown. This game was ugly. <laughs> they wrecked Mac Brown's team. This is a blowout city. So, yeah. How many
0: did they win to end the year? I want to say they won like their last five. Let me see here.
1: Uh, they were.
0: Oh, God. The stupid app.
1: Uh, Looks like they. Okay, there it is. They won one, two, three, four, five in a row. Yeah. Lost to Duke. So, yeah, they won six out of their last seven.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, losses to Notre Dame, Louisville, and Duke. Yeah. So, could be a worse season. I did not expect them to win nine games this year with that schedule that they had. Nope. But, you know, what are you going to do? I didn't expect Clemson to be bad. (laughs) <laughs> I expected, you know, Notre Dame to go thump them, but you know, what are you going to do? So <sighs> looking forward to next week, man, we got conference titles on the docket uh, yep. early, early thoughts on that. I know we'll get more t- into it on the picks, but uh, we'll talk about Oregon, Washington, Oklahoma state, Texas, and Georgia, Alabama for sure. But uh, early thoughts since you're a Florida state guy, Florida state, Louisville, Early thoughts. There. I don't really have
0: any I don't really have any thoughts yet.
1: Um Florida State's a three and a half point favorite, looks like. Really? Yeah, three and a hook, man. So that uh could be could be quite interesting. Would you like to yeah. know how how big of an underdog Iowa is to Michigan?
0: It starts with a two, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, twenty-three. <laughs> twenty-three point <laughs> underdog. Fucking Big Ten is so weak, man. I hate Bad. the Big Ten. It's trash. Gosh. Yeah, I, I think in the, I,
0: the under is going to be tempting in the ACC championship game. I will say that, whatever it is.
1: 51.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really tempting, but
1: time will tell. Yeah. We'll see.
0: We'll we'll get more into that uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in yeah. there. I mean, yeah, probably yeah, on your travel schedule.
1: Yeah, it depends. I don't know if I'm traveling this week or not, so... See what happens, but yeah, you got New Mexico State Liberty coming up, in the MAC. You've got uh, Miami Ohio and Toledo.
0: Toledo uh, eleven and one. Toledo
1: indeed, and uh, you got Boise State out in the Mountain West facing off yep. against Barry Odom UNLV, taking them to the conference title. <laughs> so good for Barry Odom, and uh, sneaky good game here, uh, SMU and Tulane. That's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think 50-and-a-half is enough. (laughs) I think think that's going to be a a high-scoring affair. And speaking of high-scoring affairs, you got App State and Troy, 51-and-a-half. I don't think that's enough either. I think
0: that's plenty. Troy has a superb defense.
1: Mm. Well, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, As far as totals go, Oregon-Washington, 67-and-a-half. And, And, uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. I feel like Oregon's on a mission, man, but uh, yeah. Texas is, is a 14 point favorite. Bama is a five point dog in Atlanta currently against Georgia. So I don't know, man, it's going to be super interesting, but uh, yeah, so I finished the year on top in the picks and in the win totals feeling pretty good about myself, but you got a chance to make up some ground here in bowl season coming up.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We got to figure out what we're doing with bowls. Uh, well, the, traditionally, that's been a really tricky spot for us with opt-outs yeah. and you have no idea what's going to happen. And
1: Yeah, the bowl season I look at is like more of a, if you won some money throughout the week, the year and you have some money to play with, which I, which I do, like I say, I don't put all of my picks on the show because it would just, the shows would run too long, like LSU team totals that I was cashing all year, stuff like that, you know, but like i i will throw some you know little extra scratch down on some bowl games that i feel confident in but it won't be like where i have 9 10 picks a week like i do mm-hmm. in in regular season you know so i don't know we'll see but uh yeah that's it it will be interesting
0: all right well we'll be back on either tuesday or wednesday I keep an ear out um and until then enjoy the at least the beginning of your week hopefully you've got better weather than i have it's been raining all day so um but we will we will see you later and reviewing some conference title games peace out
1: thank you very much have a great day